Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Books and Batches. Not to be confused with Books and Batches. Ooh. I'm Kristen, and with me I have Erica and Maria. Oh, and AJ. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk yet. Erica, please introduce our guest today. Okay, so our guest is the lovely Jay Williams. He's been my best friend. I'm 30 years old. I think we met when we were 14. Um, Very, very hilariously enough, I am an atheist. Uh, I'm an agnostic atheist, if you really want to get technical. But we met at Vacation Bible School. (laughs) And I've since come out, so, you know, (laughs) life's interesting. This is so sweet. Jay, so, thank you for being with us today. This Jay. is uh, We've never had a guest in studio. Yeah. Yay. First of all, welcome. Thank you for being here. If you're watching us over on our YouTube channel, the, look up Books and Betches and you'll find us. You will see that we are recording this podcast and we do that now. That's yeah, a thing that's that a thing we that do. That we, we said we were going to do it and then we did it. We yeah. are true finally. to our word. Yeah, finally, honestly. So you'll see what Jay looks like. He's a really handsome young man. He's honestly really handsome. <laughs> oh. It's so, it, this always happens to me. The, the handsome ones are the ones I can't have. <laughs> it's usually how it works out. Um, if you're listening to us on wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Please give us a little rate because we, I don't know what happens when I you think rate it helps. us. Does I think it helps us? I think. I don't know. I Something. feel like all the big podcasters say that. Yeah, I've been listening. I, I've been. I'm going to give a shout out. I've been listening to uh, Deck the Halls, and it's like a bunch of guys that like listen. Christmas. It's a bunch of guys that watch Hallmark movies and talk about it. It's Stop. honestly like my favorite podcast. That sounds of all very time. you. What are we talking about today, Erica? Well, and we're talking. <laughs> first of all, Happy Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Pride, Jay. Oh, thank you. Jay's thank like, you. it's my life. I've thank had, you. It's Pride I've Month had, every month. Thank you. <laughs> I've had so many people just text me randomly, like my former boss's boss, like Happy Pride Month, and I'm like, Why is it only Pride Month that we like can text that? Like you right? never text that, never text that, in, like for women's like Women's History Month, like Happy Women's History Month to all the women, you know? I was like, Okay, all right, well it's because the rainbow. We should just celebrate everybody every day. Yeah, yeah, I celebrate you, Jay. I'm busy. <laughs> No, I meant it more regrets to celebrate everybody every day. I'm like, I'm busy. Damn. (laughs) Zena's here if she's going to, you know, the normal thing. She'll be bothering people. Okay. So we are talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue today, which is a male-male romance. Which I've never male read. Male man before. romance. Male male. Oh. Male male. A male man like male man. <laughs> I would love a mailman romance. Anybody that's listening, write me a mailman romance. Okay. <laughs> I, I think they have videos about that online. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery. <laughs> Let me put my pack. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <and it's laughs> man, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Before you get too far, this is a spoiler podcast. We're going to spoil, we're going to swear, we're going to talk about sex. If any of if those you things notice, offend oh, yeah. you, we're already yes. there. Get yeah. away. If you're already this offended, it's totally going to get oh, worse. God. Like a lot worse. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Red, White, Royal, Blue, male, male romance, Got which it. is not something I've ever read before. And I know a lot of people do like reading them, even like as a straight woman. So, it's just like a genre that people really enjoy right now. Yeah. Which I think is very interesting. Yeah, I would talk to Garrett about this a little bit, about how, like, representation uh, in the gay community, like, a lot of it is women. Like, on, on TV, like, you'll see mm-hmm. a, a lot of lesbians, but it's 
very rare that you'll see like a gay man that is the center of the show or the mm. main character so it's yeah. cool that and if they are the main character that's usually suffering yeah i have a theory about that and i don't know if you want to hear it but i do absolutely we do so i think that societally women are more accepting to lesbians than gay men i'm sorry straight men are accepting to gay men yes i think that i'm i'm totally stereotyping and judging and but i so i could be off base but i think that in a lot of tv shows and movies the having the check the box of having that gay character tends to be the female because the ma- straight male audience is more comfortable with that than seeing mm-hmm. a gay yes. man especially because it's fetishized come out yes exactly so i don't know do we just jump into the 60 second well what's the the genre is just romance it's romance i would call yeah. it a contemporary romance so, Contemporary romance, yeah. Oh, I'm not a reader, so this only came up. I don't, I'll admit it. But uh, Erica, I recently moved back from Chicago, back to New England, and Erica was like, hey, you need to listen to this book. And I'm like, okay. So I'd visit Erica a few times at the beginning of the year, and literally after a three and a half hour ride, there were certain parts of the book that I'd be at and stay in the driveway to continue listening because I couldn't wow. get out. And like, even re listening to it, because I listened to it in like January, February, re listening to it this past couple weeks even on the way here today i literally was crying in the car i'm like i am so oh. pathetic no but- you're not <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. so as as a non-reader you've said it yeah yeah no, I'm not, no, I'm not i own it i own it as a non-reader what is your stance on audiobooks because i feel like mm, it's, it's a touchy topic not everybody cares for audiobooks i personally love them so i've listened to now this is my third audiobook so i listened to hillary clinton's book and mm. i left that by saying and i'm really political which i'll get into but um so i, I listened to hillary clinton's book and it was very much so i don't know if you re- read the most recent one but it was nice because she read it mm-hmm. um so it's nice like listening to her perspective and you leave that book having the same opinions you did going into it uh meaning of hillary clinton it's not going to sway you. if you love her you're going to love her and if you don't like her you're not going to like her afterwards Sorry, I know that's not the point. Um, <laughs> but my, what I'm trying to say is I've only two out of the three that I've listened to are um, nonfiction. So I actually listened to another one right after Red, White, and Royal Blue about the Supreme Court. And so wow, that one was fun. a little bit that was a little bit tough to get through at points. Sounds I was like, dry. Oof, it was so dry. And now I'm listening to a biography about John Roberts. So that's just Especially as dry. Especially for a non reader. Yeah. 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 You, you yeah. dived into some great topics. So when I tell you I like politics, um no, but this was really fun and I so thought this the book probably hits you perfectly because there is politics involved. Yeah. So that's why Erica told me to read it, right? Because one, check I'm gay. Um and two <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> and two, um I love politics and political history and stuff like that and then i also really love um the monarchy in britain mm. and the oh, crown this is like the and perfect perfect book that's what this is like minus superpowers or witches this is the perfect story oh, for me so yeah i is. mean you, wish it had now you have <laughs> now you have the 60 seconds eric can recommend some of those books yeah. for you um all right cool so what we do on this podcast is we do this thing where we explain the plot in 60 seconds jay have you even listened to any of our podcasts <laughs> okay so admittedly being a non-reader even though i support you all and love your reels and instagram page, i do it um, the only episode I've listened in full is the Shonda Rhimes episode. The only one. The nonfiction. There it is. All right. There's the nonfiction. Okay, okay, fine. I'm Big Shonda fan. Okay. I'm not thrilled with that response, but I'll it's get an over honest it. one. Despite my love for politics, I'm honest. <laughs> All right, yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. So, the ringers today is going to be great. I don't even know if we did a six. We didn't even we do, didn't one. do one. We didn't do one. That's why he doesn't know anything about it. So, Jay, what you're going to do is explain this entire book plot in 60 seconds. I know you're really nervous about it. I've heard you like vomit like three times so i'm really excited <laughs> to see how this turns out um so we'll count you in um we'll say three two and then you go uh and i get multiple takes if i need it no 
<laughs> we don't even get multiple takes. Jay, this okay. is live. I don't right. know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, according to my mother, it is. She's like, where do I listen? I was as, like, yeah. as, okay. as our old uh, co-workers would have called, this is live live. Yeah. So you got to. Live live. You, you gotta, uh. All right, ready? Here we go. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> three, two, Okay, Red, White, and Royal Blue is a coming-of-age book from the perspective of Alex Claremont Diaz, who is the son of the first female president in the United States, elected in 2016. Personally, we would rather see her get elected than the other one. Um, So, (laughs) politics aside, so basically it's a coming-of-age book. So he um, has this realization, he has this love-hate relationship um, with the with the grandson of the Queen of England and oh my god I'm already at thirty seconds yeah, 30, okay so they is. fall in love you see it happening from the beginning um, and there's this book is full of twists and turns of both the romantic kind the political twists and turns um, there's a role model that he has that ends up being a sleeper agent for political reasons during his mom's reelection campaign um, you see the monarchy and the perspective of one of their own becoming gay sure. this was really hor- horrible and a lot of shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> With five seconds to spare, Honestly, we got the you that was really no, you did really well. Oh, you did very really well. well. I was yeah. like, I was like, God damn it! I was like, the what do I say? Of your best friend, like you did really well. Shots fired. Shots fired. Wait, was that a natural? And then a bunch of shit happens. Yeah, Jay, I'm proud of you. Wait, you. Or do you do you know that that's our thing? I don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> That was natural. See, so it's not just us. That's like a real thing. Yeah. Like you it get just, to that yeah, point, and you're and just like, like, and some shit happens. Some shit happens. It was. I I, that was a really bad sticker. sixty seconds. <laughs> I wish I did it more as a sales pitch. So no, that was fantastic. Be. Okay, Oof. so you three have read it. Yeah, I have yes. not. I read uh, it a while ago, though. Nothing new there. Uh, <laughs> so this is all new to me. When you said mm-hmm. the sons mm-hmm. or the son of the president, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, sounds fucking cool. I didn't yeah. know. That's the American side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it gives the perspective like right from the get go. And they talk about they do really well with. <laughs> Sorry, Erica's causing a freaking ruckus over here. My what thing's up? going weird. Go on. <laughs> I can't believe how fast sixty seconds just went. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, so yeah, so it's from the perspective, his perspective, and he doesn't know um, that he's he's bisexual, and uh-huh. it's really interesting because he's not only bisexual but he's biracial. So hearing that perspective um, throughout the book is really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so he ha- there's this Prince of England. Think of Harry. Um, it's not related, but his name's Henry, so I'm sure there was some yeah. type of inspiration. Yeah, and then so Philip not... was the older brother. Yep. So oh, Philip's okay. the older brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you can see that there's you know parallels and whatnot, and and so he falls in love with not who's the heir to the th- throne like um, William is in current or in real life. So anyway, so the, like he has magazines of him, and he's like, I can't stand him, like oh, just short of a voodoo doll. And then they have this incident that at Philip's wedding, they fall into the seventy thousand dollar cake. And what? So for PR purposes, the the Crown and the White House have them like put out there that like they're best friends, and so they have to like fake this friendship. And mm, then they exchange numbers after this moment. Um, they're in a hospital, and there's balloons popping. Oh no, firecrackers! They thought it was gunshots, so they literally land on front on top of one another. Um, they fall a lot. Yeah, they, there's a lot of falling. There's a lot of falling. There's a lot They're of gravity. Falling. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of gravity. Wait, did <laughs> you say? <laughs> did you say a seventy thousand dollar cake? Seventy thousand. And we just fucking wedding. brushed over yep. that shit. It happened. They it were. Happened. Was it like an argument? Wasn't it like an argument or something? Because the it, initially, for, I'm not talking about the. I'm right, talking about the, the way, fucking the way cake. they fall into the cake. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. It's a seventy thousand. We're not talking. Yeah, it's well, part how of. It's part of a royal wedding. How do you spend seventy thousand? Was there real gold? Okay, so maybe my my wedding. 
cake is $700. That's a lot of fucking money for a cake. And it feeds like, I don't know what, 200 people? For okay, to come all out. right. So mm. that, but that's like, that's like a lot of money square foot. But that's what I'm saying. Like, square foot. I, how big, how big and how massive does a cake have to be for it to cost 70 I would assume it's several tiers. Why but are think you how many people are at that I wedding. can't get past I don't cake. know. How many people would be at a royal wedding? Hundreds. Short, Dr. Google could tell us. Do you think they're going to actually think it would be really anyway? big or really small? The royal wedding? Yeah. It was huge. Massive. And in the book, it was huge. Oh. Did you read the book? This was pre-COVID. To it. I, <laughs> I would say I listened to like 60% of it. Okay, one more question. Did they eat the cake after they fell into it? No. no. I it got that's a $70,000 cake. I mean, well, that's, that's why, why but the But that's why there was a PR problem. tour. That was because it was going to be an international Sorry. problem. I think we're a little stuck on the, I don't, the cake. I don't think I'm going to get past <laughs> this for the I'm, rest of the podcast. I don't know why the cake so. matters. Let's move on. Let's it, move on from the cake. It matters a lot. To me, what bothered me was them just falling into a closet. And that's where they were like, oh... There's gunshots. Oh, but wow. Like, mm. All of the innuendos in this. The falling, the closet. I think I think yeah, they, they did a really good a job. Into a closet. Like, they literally yeah. both went, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? They went into a closet Supply with the gunshots. And they, like, did they come careful. out together? Cash, Cash, the Secret Service guy, who yeah. is one of my favorite characters, <laughs> actually tackled them into it. It was like, stay down. Yeah, and they're literally on top of each other. And then... Ooh, was it, there some in tension? This, in this uh, total. And in this moment, they also... We realized both characters love Star Wars. So I was like, God, this book just keeps getting better. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they talk about that. And then after this, they're like, hey, if we have to pretend... Alex is, says to Henry, the grandson of the queen... Um, he's like, hey, if we have to pretend being best friends, we should probably have each other's numbers. So like a week or two after that, then they start texting and then yeah. you see it. They you did see a really good job of like slowly making it feel like they are becoming friends. Yeah, that's good. Like they I think that was a good like soft like slope into that. Yeah. yeah. Just going back to the audiobook thing. That was the only thing it didn't like because there was a lot of texting and emailing in this Ooh, book. Yeah. So hearing like the subject line being read out, it's like, I know yeah. who it's from and who it's to. Oh, yeah. I don't need to know this. But it's written. I would I also listened to this book. I didn't yeah. read it um, physically. And I, I enjoyed the email portions of it. I thought that was like, one of my favorite parts of it. But I get what you're saying. I it's like, like the emails, just line, the mechanics. Alex exactly. says this. Yeah. It's right. Or no, like Henry notes. poop face emoji. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, H-R-H, when it's one Henry of those poop, kind of poop, things, yeah. it's like emoji. Mo- emoji kind of shit. That's when I'm like, okay. But you have to describe it, otherwise. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. Well, in the book, is it an actual poop face emoji? I'm assuming it is. But I again, I didn't physically read it. Imagine reading this like 100 years from now, and you're like, what the fuck is a What's poop a poop face emoji? So, but they become friends, and then how does the actual romance of it start? New Year's Eve. So the White, House, Year's the White Year's House has this big party and um, everyone gets drinking. So this mostly and, happens in America then? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. And so they're, um, so this is the first time after the hospital they see each other and <clears throat> Alex is like still not understanding what he's feeling towards Henry and it's like, oh, I like feel this way but I hate him and like he's so whatever, right? He's yep. so perfect and it's like boring and like he starts to see that Henry actually has a personality and is a human and so... Um, New Year's happens drinking and whatnot and then Alex can't find Henry and so he goes out to the garden where he found Henry and they're like they're talking and Henry and Alex was saying something along the lines of like you can probably date whoever you want or whatever and again mm-hmm. Alex still is not and it's not on his radar he might not be straight and so um, just this moment happens and Henry grabs his face and kisses him Whoa. and the son of a bitch <laughs> afterwards like just rock my world literally a prince Left. What? Just left. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I was like, first, first time in the book, you get really mad at Henry. Um, you know, so he leaves. 
Alex, what the fuck just happened to my wife? Yeah. So um, then he's, he's grappling with his sexuality now. Yeah, and like, right. And he's thinking back because he had these experiences with a friend in high school. And it's like, Was oh, the well, prince that... openly gay? Mm-mm. So the prince isn't oh. openly gay. So the way that I kind of look at both character development is Alex is coming to terms with the fact of who he is yeah. in regards to his sexuality. But he talks about it, right? He talks about the fact he was raised by Democrats. His mom is a Democrat. His dad, they're divorced, but he's a Democrat. Um, he's also, he's a senator, United States senator. Uh, the father is. So um, he's like, you know, this isn't whatever. Like, this isn't going to be a big thing whenever I do come out. I care right. about the PR aspect and like because of the reelection for my mom. Yeah. And I want to be in Congress. His biggest aspiration is to be the youngest congressperson and in history. And they're from history. Texas, right? So like they're that matters. Yeah, matters a Because if you want the red state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But then Henry's character, he's known for years that he's gay, but because oh. of who he is in the world, he has to come to terms with him. Like, Alex isn't ever worried about the ex- outside world, really. He's worried about, not worried about, but figuring out for himself. Henry has it figured out for himself, but wow. then doesn't understand if it's even possible to then have this love in the world. That's really because interesting. Or be who he is. Yeah, and be that's who really is. interesting. So, um, so fast forward, they, they find any excuse to meet up with one another. The next time they met up was a state dinner and in the White House and Alex is corners him, pulls him into a private room. They start making out. They're Henry steamy. goes to his room. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of their like yes. sexual scenes are really like <laughs> intense. When really? I was told it was People a coming age it. book and I'm listening to it, I was like, am I? Did this just switch to another website? I'm like, it was, it was very descriptive. Really? And I was like, okay. I, would, so, I, would, yeah. I, could, I mean, it is a coming of age, but I didn't consider it that. I kept hearing it as a enemies to lovers romance, hmm. which at first, when I first read it, I didn't register as much with me. Like I, I didn't feel connected to this book, mainly because I thought the romance wasn't as developed as I'd like it to be. I was like, it, there's no enemies in the beginning. There was just yeah. like barely tolerating. tolerating. So it was mm. sort of in like, if you're going to tell me it's an enemies to lovers, it better be enemies to lovers. Yeah. Not like a, I kind of don't like you kind right. of thing, right? Like they so that's where it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. And then on top of that, the biracial part of it, I felt like I was very surface level mm. with him mm. being Mexican-American. I was just like, you could have you could have done better with that. Yeah. But oh, otherwise, it was sweet. Yeah. I liked it, but I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like the steamy scenes. I thought, I thought they're like, when they got into like that moment and sort of felt like, when they were apart, so in Henry's in like the UK and Alex is in the US, and like it's like I miss you kind of thing. And then they do all these like emails with things from history, like yeah. men in history who I think were oh, like yeah. had yeah. sex dubious sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was very sweet how that is integrated into their love story. So I thought that that's a fantastic use of like history for a like a romance that's rooted in politics yeah i think for that mm -hmm, very well done i love that jay how do you feel like the alex's journey as a gay man was that like accurate in like coming to or do you think it wouldn't have happened like that or do you think somebody else's story is like that or like would you really not know for that long so the thing is um well a couple things so first what i really liked is I, i would say Underrepresented might not be the right word, but grazed over mm. when talking about the LGBTQ community is the B. And at one point, they literally say the B isn't silent. And wow. um, because he's bisexual, he's not. Yeah. He's never. It's never. He's gay. He's bisexual. Henry's gay. And they talk about that at one point. So I liked that aspect of it because I think that's underrepresented in the um, community. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I thought that it was accurate. I also thought it was accurate for somebody as busy as him. He has so many goals and aspirations. So that's an aspect of life that he's one bisexual. And if I was bisexual, and I don't mean to downplay it, but if I was bisexual, I'd probably pursue a relationship with a woman. That's just the, that's just, it would be an easier path, right? Not easier, but it would be the more traditional path. That's the right way to put it. You know, for me and my journey, it took me an active four years to come to terms with being gay. Um, and I'm not the son of the president of the United States. So Right, that's a big part of it. Yeah, that yeah we have to remember. I mean, you're you're under the microscope, anything that you do, right? And they talk mm-hmm. about that. So um yeah, I, I think it would probably be accurate. Um I loved both of his parents' reactions when they found out. So mm-hmm. um What the, were the reactions? Yeah. So the the president, <clears throat> one of her major aides, they she's a major character in the book, and sh- so she walks into the situation. And okay, the first time I cried in the book was actually um, this character Raphael. I'm sorry, I'm jumping around, but this no, character Raphael Luna, yeah. um, he is basically this mentor. He's a senator and he's an independent from Colorado. And both of his, both of Alex's parents have been really key to his success in politics. And so it came out that the night of the DNC, um, that character Raphael Luna is going to be the vice presidential candidate for the Republican. And wow. so. Like all the family is just like it is probably the most personal blow they could have taken, yeah. and so Alex is just sitting there and sitting there. And first time I cried was that he's just sitting there and they talk about him ordering a whiskey and why whiskey, and then all of a sudden you just hear this voice behind him order a gin and tonic and it's Henry, and I was just like, oh my god, how am I in love? They don't know it yet, but they learn love. <laughs> and so, and you know what's really weird is like the gay community is not the best for dating, right? And it's definitely not the best for dating if you want monogamy and you don't look like an um, Abercrombie model. And so, mm, um, and that's been my experience. And I've been in Chicago, which is also big cities aren't the best for dating. Um, for anyone, that's yeah. for anyone. Yeah. I think that I kind of, and this is why I think this book hit me so hard is. I kind of gave up on dating a little bit within myself and if I'm going to find love and so you know I've been single for a long time me too (laughs) so it woke up something in me that I'm like oh wait I could find love I'm like you know so when he walks in there and, and there's that that thing and I don't really there's aspects of both like Alex can be a emotional and so I'm like oh that's like me sometimes but like I don't necessarily I don't really relate blindly to one of the characters um, but aspects of both so anyways um so they go up to this hotel room. They they the big thing is they don't ever sleep together. They hook up, but they don't sleep in the same room. And so he, they get drunk and fall asleep. So this aide to the mother walks in and basically figures it out in the morning because the phone died. And so it's like, hey, by the way, you gotta tell your mom now. Ooh. So Alex sits down with his mom, President of the United States, who throughout the whole book I'm picturing who I'd cast in certain characters. For some reason, I keep thinking Sarah Paulson. I don't know oh, why. I'm obsessed with her, but so I take strawberry, it. But <laughs> Strawberry Blonde, if she can do a Southern Texas accent, I think she, she could do it. She absolutely can. Okay, because I think she can be a boss yeah. ass yeah. bitch. Yeah. I, think so. I really yeah. think. I, I agree with that casting. right, like yeah. a younger Jane Fonda. She said that. I loved that. Ooh. But I don't know why I see Sarah Paulson in that role, and I see Antonio Banderas as the father. Um, so, <laughs> right? I would drink the that The babies they'd actually make. Yeah, right. right? Okay. Right. I'm in. So so anyway, so um so her, so he's like, Mom, I am bisexual. I have to tell you I'm bisexual. And she goes, All right, good for you. Like uh-huh. I just I got shit to do as a yeah, president. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like, okay. And like she was supportive and she's like, I'm here and like then like had this mom moment. It's like, hey, we didn't really talk about a little bit later in the conversation, but like, hey, we never talked about, you know, with the birds and the bees about like, but you still gotta wear a co-. And he's like, I get it. And it's like, you know, so it's like that was fun. But then he's like, after the bisexual, and she handles that, like, okay, whatever. It's, and there's more. And it's like, okay, 
And it's like, by the way, it's the Prince of England. Ooh. And she's like, okay, that's a problem. And his whole goal is <laughs> to be like on her campaign. Oh my God. And so she goes into crisis mode. She's like, I'm putting something on your calendar. I'll see you in an hour. And like, she comes to that meeting with a PowerPoint and it's like, this is what the problem is. And her big thing is, and this becomes a theme after this point, this is about halfway through. She's like, is this forever? Like, you can't be doing Whoa. this as a booty call. Is this forever? And if it's a booty call, get out. Wow. And like you need Which, to see, do you feel forever? That like yeah, and I get it. Like yeah. if we're gonna go through this, make sure it's worth it. And it's breakup, not just for you to get a BJ. A lot of pressure on someone who just figured out their sexuality to be like, you are you gonna do it forever though? It's like I don't right. even know what if I'm gonna have my favorite like meal forever. Like I don't know. Yeah, like, he's twenty one, twenty two. He's twenty two, twenty one to twenty two in the book. Oh God, I felt that way the first time I listened to it. The second time I listened to it, I felt she was coming more from like. What can you control today? And just make sure this isn't a booty call for you. And like, are you serious here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I don't think she was, because I took it the first that way the first time. I don't think she was necessarily saying like, this needs to be forever, period, end of story. Like, mm-hmm. and if you ever like, if this does isn't forever, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. It was, it was more like, where this are you at to today? Like, is, is, she, is this something we're ready to take this on? Because I'll looking, do it if you're ready to do it. Is she looking out for him in that situation, or is she looking out for herself? I guess is the question at the end of the I, day. For the when I, when I read the book, I took her as one of like a very loving mother. Yeah, She's very busy with the political life she chose. Right, but very supportive of her kids. But I do, I do think it would be the same question then if that if that prince was a princess, would she say, "Hey, like, is this a serious thing? I Are do you going to marry this girl?" You think like, that that would too. be the the outcome? Because I think any type you like when you have like that type of relationship like with two countries yeah like you're literally yeah, this is like no i totally PR agree. relationship yeah. no I totally so agree. Like, alex is trying to be a senator one day and imagine they break yeah. up so it's that's like, a soon. fucking that's a yeah. PR nightmare yeah, yeah. well no, and totally. so and i think that every parent and not that i can relate but i think that every parent meaning i'm not one um but you know I've, I've talked to my parents we have a very close relationship we joke about the fact that they'd have me cho- be married to a woman tomorrow if they could but <laughs> I think every all of our parents would look for something different to better our lives. And I think that if fa- parents are faced when they, you know, because I have people that are gay in my life that their parents are gay. And their parents still have emotional reactions. And it's because you know the path in front of your child is going to be a more difficult one. So mm-hmm. yes. he's already mm-hmm. under a microscope. And then he has to come to terms with being bi. And then he's trying to date somebody with such a public eye. Yeah. That's a really tough Who big also cluster. comes with his own baggage because of the exactly. position he has. Exactly. So I, I, I think it was for her child. But yeah. a little bit for her. Sure. She's trying to do re-election. But never did she, throughout the book, give the impression that that was her priority. I love that. Like later on, when it gets leaked, that they were, it gets leaked, and it's a big controversy that they were together, and there's the emails get leaked, and the uh, photos get leaked. She's like, "All right, what's the play? I'm going to follow you. So if this is a forever thing, let's do it. Like I'll take down my opponent, not worried about my reelection." Yeah, if this is a first, yeah, exactly. I really enjoyed the parents of this book. I felt like they they were very supportive. Instead of going down the normal path that you would see in an LGBTQ kind of thing, where someone you know gets disowned and puts that kind of trauma in there, it's more so a supportive family that is there for him, which was great. Have you watched Love Victor? No, but I, that's the sequel to Love Simon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. But season two <laughs> just came out, and that's like kind of what he, you know, he's coming out, and the mom is a very interesting character where, you know, he's going back to school, and she's like, you could tell she's not accepting of it mm-hmm. at all. But she does the whole like, you know, kids are really mean, so just be careful. Like, if you get that, put that information out there, it's out there forever. And it's like she's not looking out for him; she's looking mm-hmm. out for like her own, like yeah. the way that people are going to perceive her as a mother. So that was why I asked. She left Dina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Latina. So just, just something that I was. But but then who 
he's biracial, so who on that side? Is it his father that... So the father's reaction was even better, in my opinion. Oh, I want to hear this. So they have this... Um, the father has this lake house in Austin area, uh, or right outside of Austin, and they're down there, and it's... Um, okay, so it's... There's the White House trio. I haven't talked about them. So it's Alex, then his sister, so obviously the president's daughter, June, and then the vice president's granddaughter, and they're all in the same age bracket. So the White House trio, so Nora, June, and Alex, and then Henry go to this um, this lake house with the father. Okay, so they talk about how Alex. um, They're talking about cooking a little bit and and their culture. Um, I do agree with your your assessment with that um, the biracial aspect of the mm. book. There could have been more, um, but I did like the cooking aspect yeah. in this scene. Um, I say scene because I'm so used to movies. And <laughs> <laughs> we do it all the time. There's scenes in books. Yeah. Scenes yeah. books. And so Alex is just cooking with his dad. They're just chatting, and he, he's like, "Yeah, Henry's really uh, down to earth for a prince. Like that's really cool." And he's like, "Yeah, just ch- chatting a little bit more." And he goes, "Yeah, it's probably my favorite person you've ever brought home." Wow. And they haven't had the conversation. He just knows. And he didn't talk to his ex-wife about it. They have a relationship, but they didn't talk wow. about it. Because he then asked, like, does your mom know and how'd she take it? Um, but he was just like, yeah. And then a- a- Nora and Henry- uh, Alex had a history. And so the dad was just like, well, she's always going to be my number one. Like, Nora's <laughs> a special place in my heart, which is funny because, like, growing up and stuff, I have very close and still, obviously, Erica, very close female friends that my dad is, like, very, like, <laughs> it's rare, but Erica could do no wrong in my dad's eyes. <laughs> so, <insane>. like, <laughs> it, like she I literally just looked at Erica's face here, and it was like, yes. <laughs> like she literally accidentally <laughs> broke something a couple weeks ago at my house, and we told my dad, and he goes, literally responded, "Well, Erica can do no wrong, so not a big deal." Well, I broke it, and I was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I can do no wrong. Like she yeah. just knows, I was right? Like not that big of a deal. That would happen with Kristen in my house. Really, if Kristen came into my house and like broke something. Mom would be like, "I'm sorry, I was in your way." <laughs> Me and Mosa can do whatever she wants. Thank I you for breaking her. that. I wanted a new I one. I wanted to get rid of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. awesome. I love, I love That's them. awesome. That's so funny. I love that. So the dad was just so like, yeah, I mean, I'm always going to choose Nora. She was amazing, and I still love her, but this guy's great, and like, good for you. Good for I love you. That. Yeah, and it was just so matter of fact. I did like and that then, lake scene. It was very nice. Yeah, well, and then, you know, Henry's a fucking asshole again, and then leaves after that's, Alex. That's the romance genre, oh. love. There's got to be this guy. That's the part that I was in the driveway for. Um, so they're in the lake and Alex is like fuck I love this guy and I can't stop I can't stop myself from not saying it anymore so he's like hand like face and hands like about to say it they're in the water and then fucking Henry just like dives on the water and like swats away some bugs yeah. and he's like this is annoying Bastard. he and saw he's it like, coming though that's yes. the thing he was, he was trying to avoid it because he's going afraid through of his, his external right right yeah. he's afraid of facing this reality that oh shit I could find happiness with a guy I've never really thought that could happen and I just accepted that Yeah. and here he is and so then Henry does something that's very typical in the gay community, which is ghosted him. Um, Wait, that's like very typical in my life. What up, Casper? The last like, who ghosted you? No, me ghosting. Uh, <laughs> I am the ghost. That's why I was asking. I'm too, I'm too like, direct. I am literally this white because I'm part You ghost. are Casper. That's I'm you. I'm fucking Casper. I'm too direct sorry. to ghost guys. <laughs> if any men are listening in my past I'm so life, sorry. I'm so sorry. One, why would they be listening? But I, I regret much. But I regret yeah, right. nothing. They, <laughs> they want closure. They're hoping that they're going to be mentioned. Now my this boyfriend will time. ghost me for like eight hours and I'm like devastated on the ground yep. crying. So Karma. Karma's, Karma's a bitch. bitch Don't you live together? Yeah. That's the worst part. <laughs> I need constant reassurance. <laughs> so how does this book end 
Yeah. So, um, so that okay. So this is the turning point. And so you think it's like, oh, they're going to love. And then Henry pulls this shit. So he goes them for a week. And then Alex is just like, all right, Loki, I'm going to show up at Kensington Palace. And so he Which, does. Not for nothing. That's a fucking insane thing that you think you could just well, think about it too. <laughs> but like, no, because if, if you think about it, there are two sub characters. So that assistant to the president, Zara, is her name. And there's a British He's counterpart. A badass. So badass. They remind me her Zara and the Prince one. I can't remember their name. Yeah, but they like, remind me of Sean. the Sean. They remind me of the um, Nana and the Butler from Parent Trap. Yes. <laughs> My two favorite fucking characters. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, that's yeah, incredible. That's just always conspiring, getting things done. I love, I love that. that. So it, it, so I agree that at face value it sounded unrealistic, but one, like, think about the power of the child of the president, and he's, like, in his 20s as long as she's 12. And so the, the two assistants, for lack of a better term, she's much more experienced. Like, she's really badass. And so anyways... <laughs> So they, they're actually secretly dating. You find that out that they end up getting engaged at the end. Mm, and so <laughs> it would be cute. very easy for her to be like, okay, he's fucking coming. Like, here he comes. You know what I mean? Like, open the gates. And so <laughs> Sean's the there. Gate. He brings his Secret Service guy, Cash, and Sean's there. And um, he's like, yeah, Henry doesn't want to be bothered, whatever. And then, like, Henry shows up. It's raining. It's like, oh, God, I'm crying again. Of course it's raining. And so it's they, always have, raining. They, they have this fight. And they're like, and Alex is like, dude, this is doable. We can do this. And so um, they're like, all right, fine, let's try this. They have this really romantic time. And similar to Alex sharing with Henry the lake house, Henry now shares with Alex certain areas in London that are really important to him. Mm-hmm. So then it leaks the soon romance. thereafter, and um, it, it shit hits the fan. The older brother. So then there's this really cool scene we, um, in England, and they have the sit down with the Queen and the mom. Uh, Henry's mom's pretty removed from his life because his dad died, so she's just been in the depression for years at this point. Mm-hmm. She shows up and like par like was like mama bear and she's like i'm gonna go up against my mom who's the queen of friggin england wow and i'm picturing anna wintour for the queen a little bit like an older woman but with a bob like dark hair piercing blue eyes it's not elizabeth no it's not described as it's a fierce bitch and so it's just like okay and so she's like matter of fact and like they have this big family meeting and the queen's like i know my country this isn't going to be acceptable like you can't do this like blah 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 And then, literally, as they're there, the Henry's sister gets this notification, and it's like the BBC, like support or some media, Daily saying mail. support, yeah, and how much support there is around the world, and referencing it. Wow. And then in this meeting, you open, they open the curtains, and they just have crowds upon crowds, just shy of the amount of people at a, a royal wedding. Um, supporting them and wow. like waving I flags. Oh, girl, I cried this morning listening to it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot this part. Oh. It is very like touching, and I think it would happen. I agree with you, and I think, I think that, that that's that's why it's so too. emotional now for me because when I look back to when we were in high school, I was would like, not. that wouldn't right, no. and so it Isn't shows the growth of the world. Yeah. And I kind of want this to be a movie. Oh my gosh, that's I I totally and I can see I can see it, it could good, be it, really it good needs, too. It yeah. needs a lot of money, and I say that because you need to do the act, right sets in Britain. You need to do the right sets yeah. in Washington D.C. You yeah. need to have the. But I think that uh, the author did a lot of because as I've said, I like both of those things. So there's a lot of parallels to the royal family in this book. Um, I think there are a lot of parallels, you know, um, to Washington, D.C. and the things that they reference and talk about. They talk about Maxine Waters. They talk about Mitch McConnell, which Bitch McConnell. <laughs> at one point was referenced as Bitch McConnell. Um, so, you know, so they talk about those things. So I'm like, if they have a right budget, I would love to see this be a I movie. I think it could be done. Where I is agree. the author from? Do we know? It's from America? Uh, Louisiana, I think they said they're okay. from. Okay. So America. 
Louisiana, uh, they attended Louisiana State University, but they broke up. Yeah, grew up in Baton Rouge. I mean, you do have to do a lot of research to get all of that right. Not yeah. only like the sexual aspect of it with two men, mm-hmm. the you know everything, the biracial stuff, everything. There's a lot that goes into writing this kind of book. Do you feel like they did a really good job? Do you feel like there's like, a reason you know, why this book is like taken everyone popular, by the mask? Yeah. Is this, yeah, I've seen this everywhere this on is, Bookstagram. This, it, since the moment it came out, this has taken the world by storm. Mm. And uh, they just got a new release came out. It's called One Last Stop. It is a female female romance. Oh, cool! And it's sort of like um, it's like Kate and Leopold says here. But it's like a, I, don't, I can't really explain too much because I haven't read the whole synopsis because I hate reading synopsis because I just want to pick up books. Um, but it's, okay. it's sort of like the a end time of it loop. Yeah, it's I almost think. like a time loop Interesting. on a subway Ooh. train. Ooh. And that's all I can say. I love time loop I know. stuff. So <laughs> I'm here for it. So I, I think people are really liking that book too. Cool. That's so, awesome. I think I didn't realize that I would like a male male romance because I didn't know if I would relate to it enough. But I think I realized I just like romance. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It does not matter. Yeah. Literally, like, because yeah. I enjoyed it. You love just love. as yeah, I enjoyed it just as much as I enjoyed any other romance that I've read. And this is the first like I'm, male male romance. I'm surprised you have that fear, not fear, but reservation going into it because how much support you've displayed. Erica used to for four years. I was she and I. She was in my life right in high school. She'd beat people away. She is Jay gay? I don't care. No, no, no he's not no. gay. No, I said, I, no. Out, I, said like, no. I said no. I said no. I said no. Really? And then yeah. Jay goes and fucks his fucking college freshman roommate. <laughs> At a Catholic school. We dated for four years, though. Hey, um, no. Wow. I, I, I appreciate it. Damn, that's a long it. Yeah, so she's that. like, God damn it. I have to I go back. I was like, I look like a fucking asshole. Just last week you saw somebody graduate high school from, and you talked yeah. about me coming out and stuff like that. Yeah. So not only are you defensive of your best friend in the world is gay, but you educate yourself how many candid conversations do we have how many candid conversations do you have with my other gay friends when yeah. we hang out so i'm a little surprised to hear that you were like oh i don't know if i'm gonna like this because you can relate it to me not to yeah. sound narcissistic but like you're so uh, yeah i'm you're so I, of mind of me in my life that i guess i always thought like i liked romance because i pictured myself as the girl mm. and you're like you you put yourself in this scenario but i don't think that that's the case I get, anymore i totally that's the same with me with yeah. heterosexual romance i picture myself as the girl because most of the time <laughs> the guys are pretty hot <laughs> I get, oh, I get what you're saying. Uh, but before, it's not. I went to a high school where, like, nobody was out because a lot of people were judgmental. It's probably very similar to, like, we were in New Hampshire. Yes, yeah, we're in New Hampshire. I was in we're Connecticut. In Hampshire, yeah. So, very similar. I hadn't met. Uh, I never knew anybody that was gay except for people in my family until college when I met Garrett. Yeah. He was in my sweet mate's room with like this girl and I was like, oh, I'll leave you two alone and like went to like shut the door. He goes, no, 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 I like men and I was like, oh, <laughs> me too. And I, I didn't can imagine think... Garrett saying yeah. that too. I wasn't there but I can imagine yes, how he goes, said it. No, 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 I like I'm men. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, me too and then we became best friends and like that was it and I never like thought anything of it but like you said like i spent the last you know however many years having those conversations and like trying to understand just because i grew up in a world where it wasn't talked about Mm -hmm. and like how far we've come and now kids that are in high school are finally getting like some sort of just from social media it would be awesome if schools would start fucking you know sex ed would start introducing these these topics that would be amazing god forbid yeah but it's like I understand where you're coming from totally and we both have like a friend that has been dealing with that but it's just I don't know I have a hard time with romance in general but when it's guy and guy I feel like I would enjoy it but I don't know that I'd be able to relate to it either just because men and again just men <laughs> I don't know if I'd like a female a female, female I'm like, I don't know I, if I'd like a female female romance I know I, know I would I, because but now women. I think I will because for yeah. me 
I don't know if maybe we're we're discussing this on a, like uh, emotional level or a sexual level. Mm. Um, to me, this might seem fucking woke or weird, but like love doesn't know gender in my, in my head. For right? sure. So yeah. like if I'm reading a romance, I don't really care if it's male, male, female, female, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. If I can relate to them on an emotional level of like, like how Alex could be emotional in a weird way or in his mm-hmm. own way, mm-hmm. I could be like, I'm emotional too. So yeah. Alex and I have a, have a connection in that way yeah. and how he feels towards Henry. I can relate to that, mm. whether it's they're both men or not. Yeah. So I do want to read more sapphic romances. Like I want to read more girl girl ones. I know um, Girls of Paper and Fire, I believe, is a YA um, fantasy that has that. Yeah, and it's on my shelf. I need to read it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start Cemetery Boys um, this oh, week. I definitely want to read so that. So excited because you know it's like it's gonna have yeah. magic and witchcraft and. You might like that, Jay. You know, now that I think about like love, love Victor. I'm so obsessed with their love story. I think I just hate reading romance. <laughs> That's probably it. I'm just very glad that I read this because now I know that I can just enjoy a book for the yes. book and yeah. not mm-hmm. like not feel yeah. like I might not like it because I might not relate. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. It. Do we know if there's any good like non-binary romances out there? Like I would love to pick that up and just see what I that's like. Know. We should. I I know yeah. I know of more trans ones yeah but not non-binary fully yet and that's just mm-hmm. on me so i have to do i have to do more research yeah but i know felix ever after is a ya i know it's a lot of ya ones that i've seen not well, many adult ones and yeah. i feel like i appreciate that it's in a ya genre so more young people can read these yeah and well, and ex- experience that i think Maybe. that i think that this book i even talked to my therapist and her son's gay and having a tough time first year in college so i even recommended this book for her to oh. have her son read mm-hmm. um but i think another thing going back to kind of society and i'm total stere- i hate gender norms but i'm gonna have to use them a little bit in my thought process here but i think that when you look at a heterosexual couple who's the one that's wanting the commitment who's the one that's wants wants that the next female. step right mm-hmm. tends to be the female so going into a male male romance, you're like, where's the romance going to be? Because guys, you know, Ooh, it's a hookup culture. That's it's a that's it's commitment. It, guys don't like to settle yeah. down. It's hookup yeah. culture. It's always a fear of missing the next best thing. Gay men are horrible. Yeah. Um, speaking as one of them, but dating, you'll probably cut that part out. So you know, but we're horrible <laughs> I mean, creatures, right? Uh, somebody the other day was like, yeah, somebody thinks I'm a homophobe, and I was like, yeah, I'm a homophobe. I'm afraid of gay men. I'm like, we're the worst. <laughs> So, you know, but it's like going into a male male. It's like, well, who, where's the where's the anchor of this love story going to be? Because it tends to be. That's the really But I think it made a lot of sense being two highly politicized people because you would have to make that commitment. Yeah. You can't just hook up. And those two people can't just be playboys like the Prince of England can't just be gay and like gallivanting around England, screwing anybody who no. moves. Well, Why? It, it, it makes it because it it's a playboy thing. Oh. It makes it feel like. Well, we're only falling in love because we can get one another. We understand one another. No one else is ever going to. And I think that that was one of the major things that t- tied them together was just like, I can, this person blindly gets it that my mom's the president, you know? Yeah. And like this they publicity. The it's not, so true. It's not an actor. It's not somebody that could come and go. Yeah. This is especially the Prince of England. Like he's always going to be in the spotlight. Yeah, Even forever. Think of the Queen of England now and her grandchildren that aren't from Charles. It's like, yeah. we all know princes, you know, all and stuff like that right isn't princess uh, no it's um whatever it's not relevant um, <laughs> and you mentioned high school and education one thing yeah. just a quick little story i don't even whatever but i was talking to people the other day and they were like yeah like i can't believe the cancel culture and like canceling dr seuss who cares about children's books and i'm like yeah i totally agree and these are conservatives and i was like total and i'm a fierce moderate yeah. i'm not yeah, yeah, a liberal yeah. and so um i was having this conversation and 
I was like, yeah, I totally agree. I was like, people really freak out if there's two men in love in a children's book. And people, really, and I was like, yeah, I really get, I really get people being sensitive about books and children's books and like can't handle it. And they went to respond and they're like, mm, never mind. Like, I have nothing. Like yeah. they're going to be talking about like, oh, we're so sensitive. They're talking about Disney and like Peter yeah. Pan and stuff. They're like, I don't get it. And I'm like, I don't know. A bunch of people that are dancing around Native Americans thinking, why are the red man red? I think we might be a little bit more sensitive to that culture now than we were when that was made in right. the what, 60s. Yeah. yeah. So, but I was mm. like, yeah, I know. I really get like children's stories being sensitive. People really freak out if there's two, two men falling in love. <laughs> I get that. That's really, yeah. People That's really so sensitive. That's so true. There's so much hypocrisy. I don't want to go too much into politics, but my problem with the conservative side is that like one I don't feel like they've upgraded their stances on fucking anything in 40 years but two it's like the what no, no. looking at me no no I'm just I'm loving this <laughs> <laughs> like it just feels like we're still back in like the 70s with them yeah with a lot of their stances well, on every on like a lot of the social issues yeah so it's like a lot of it comes for, from a book yeah a lot well, of it comes from religion well yeah. for me with the conservative thing with that Erica and I think that you're right with some of that but when, when it comes to the LGBTQ, especially gay marriage, right? Like, especially gay and marriage. Like, when are you going to drop it? Well, it's like, why are you fighting this battle? Like, you would, if you weren't fighting the LGBTQ community, it's like, you guys know you're also kind of like a marketing machine, right? You want people on your side. Right. So, like, why are you ostracizing this group that has nothing to do with you? And if your whole mm -hmm. argument is marriage is a problem and, like, you don't believe that's a marriage, then you shouldn't believe in any marriage that exists between two people, heterosexual regardless, that's done by the state and not a church. Yeah. So that should be your viewpoint. Fucking preach. Well, you know, shit. I, like, respect the hell out of my dad because I've actually officiated weddings. And he's like, yeah, I don't really view them as super married because it wasn't in a church. I'm like, cool. At least you're consistent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, seriously, at least he's, he's, like, he and I have had d disagreements that he would not vote for gay marriage. And I'm like, what the hell? you're voting against something like for me, right? Potentially, even though I'm single as hell. And so <laughs> this is a figurative, imaginative world, right? But he's like, you know, I just don't think anybody in the state, you know, whatever. And, and I'm like, well, what about these people? And he's like, yeah, I don't really think that they're married. And I was like, well, at least you're consistent. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, of course like, they're just, married, I but like, don't I don't know, think marriage don't should be done in this why, state. Why the, the actions of somebody else that have nothing to do with your daily life matters to you. It literally all comes down to religion. Every single thing comes it's, down to it's a sacred act between a man the, and a woman. It's the organized cult. They're basing it off of a book that was written off of a book I, that if, got if turned that around from another so much book. To you, like if that, not that I'm arguing with you about it, yeah. but like if that matters so much that you're taking this book and you're taking religion as like it's you know holy and that's you have to live by live by it then. Yeah. Just live by it. I mean, most people and who don't follow try the Bible, to throw it on somebody Bible, else. Just be like, choose, yeah. hey, if I if I'm a true believer of God, if I'm like a great Christian and I know I should care about my fellow person, I'm gonna care about Erica and just not care whatever she does. Yep. Just care that yeah. Erica's great. Just like I, I love you, Erica. You're my you're my sister. Well, That's they always it. say, but I hate that argument too because then they're like. Um, we love the sinner, but we hate the sin. And it's like you're then what you're saying is that that person's doing something bad. That's fucking equally that as horrible. You're putting yourself in the position saying, as if your judgment matters, as if your exactly. judgment is above. Yeah, who cares about God, you fuck fuck what you think? <laughs> it's not your job to judge. <laughs> exactly. Like, get out of there. Exactly. Has, have any of you seen my favorite show in the world? Is the West Wing? Has have any of you seen it? No. no. It's All right. A so there's slow a really no, no. I get it. So just Google the scene at some point, and okay. listeners. But there is a scene, and you literally could probably just Google famous West Wing scene but it's the president and he's owning this journalist and because she's against gay marriage and this is in the 90s and he's against she's against gay marriage and he's like so do I need to go stone the Washington Redskins at the time it was Redskins do I need to go stone the Washington Redskins because they touch a dead pig pigskin mm. or do I need to mm -hmm. sell my youngest daughter because she Thank wore you. clothing of the mm -hmm. different cloth I have a tattoo so she, and he so does that bad. and it's mm -hmm. just like 
Oh, that was so good. Wait, <laughs> it's true. It's can we true. talk about Danny's um, wedding ceremony? Oh my gosh. So what? Danny, oh my our, Jay, one of Jay's really good friends, um, the the mother of her uh, or her soon to be mother in law is very adamant about getting married in the church, and Danny is not. They're not religious. They don't practice. So it's very much just the mother in law. And Danny was like, okay, yeah, sure, but all of the biblical readings are going to be the the parts of the Bible where it's like women are property and you can beat your Damn. beat your wife for doing whatever like yeah. so she's picking out specifically she's the parts attorney. of the bible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and had a catholic upbringing she knows the bible better than anybody Yo, I know. Yeah. one of two people Listen, that knows the bible unbelievably well i lived in tennessee for six months <laughs> um and i was going to church i worked for a really religious company and i was like you know what let's try it out let's see what this is all about um i did the church thing I tried it. Um, Marie and I have gone to church together, mm-hmm. and, and we've gotten some great things out of it. I still get great things from it. Absolutely. I take I take religion as it as it benefits me and yeah. helps me to be a better person as myself. <laughs> what do you call it, Jay? A cafeteria Catholic? I'm a cafeteria Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a cafeteria Catholic. I own that. A cafeteria Catholic. I absolutely own this about myself. Some people weaponize this. Like, oh, I'm like, yes, I am. What does that so mean? I identify that the Catholic. I I am religious. He and I are on a break as in God um, and I get that it's a relationship so there's ebbs and flows and we are not in a good place so it. and it hasn't been for a while but I believe that religion is a personal experience right you. and the Catholic I like I grew She's up Catholic smart. right but I love the Catholic faith structure I like the stand kneel then the I've been my, my ex girlfriend um, was, was a Baptist and so it's like the singing and the praising and then like you know, communion was just handing around saltines. I couldn't handle that. It was really like interesting culture, but I couldn't handle that. So I like the structure of a Catholic faith. Um, but I'm a cafeteria Catholic, and there are just some things that about the religion that I will leave on, leave there, and not put on my tray. Yeah, like, you know what? I don't really agree with yes. this. I don't believe in this. So mm-hmm. therefore, but there are things that I identify as there a Catholic because it's the religion that yeah. that that works for me. Yeah, and yeah. so like it's a that. personal experience with like God, that and that's how I view it. And and that's actually funny because I was probably the most religious in my life when I was coming to terms with being gay. Wow. Um, I was at a Catholic school. I knew there were really. I went through depression during this. I've had really bad depression. I love that you did the mental health episode um but i've had really bad depression i'm a very my my friend told me i normalize therapy i'm like yeah i don't go to the gym but it's like going to the gym for your emotions mm. um <laughs> and so anyways i view that similar to, to church with your spiritual life as well so i'd have really dark times and i just go to church and like yes. there were two yeah. moments in life that i looked up and i didn't yell it out loud but i i would have and i i literally said i can't handle this anymore i can't handle this burden and it's yours and you have to take it mm. and um meaning to god and I felt really better and that's when I started to feel wow. a resolution that I was gay and came to terms with it and, and went through that process. Mm. So a lot of gay a lot of gay men though would tell you the opposite. Them coming to terms with being gay, they shied away from the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just later on in life that I'm a little bit on we're on a break. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that whole explanation that soapbox. You just <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, known for a soapbox. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the problem with the problem is like you could get away with that, I feel like, in Catholicism. If you if you even mention that in Christianity, it's like God is the truth, this is the truth, the Bible is the truth. And I I've heard that a lot in all the churches I went to. I was like, this is the truth and the truth only. And I'm like, this sounds really ignorant because mm. I have no fucking clue what the church, what, what the, what the truth is. And it'd be really ignorant to me. I feel like it'd be really ignorant if I said there is a God for certain or there isn't a God for certain because nobody fucking knows. No, just, none of us know for sure. Nobody. Just, so, man, a lot of, so a lot of people it. say that, I mean, that's faith, right? To 100%. Whatever. It is faith. But so how like, are we going to call that truth? There have been people who have been like, 
I feel bad that you don't have any faith like to me because Ooh, I'm don't feel bad for me I'm an atheist I'm, I'm an atheist live your agnostic life. Yeah. live your life and yeah. leave mine alone yeah. and I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'd say I'm very. <laughs> I'd say yeah. You're I've gone through all the stages. I'm I'm right now in my life. I'm agnostic, and I'm just gonna stick with that. I yeah. miss it. I miss I miss feeling religious. I yeah, really do. I do too. I liked it. You I, feel I, like just, part of something. Yes. Yeah. Not even that because I like going to church alone. Actually, I don't like going with anybody else. I liked um, going with you, Maria. And we had fun. Yeah. And so you know, I, I miss feeling that level of faith and belief, and that'll come back. Feels I know it good. Will. It feels um, good. Yeah. It gave me a sense of purpose too. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Um, I agree. So. I actually went to, as I said, Catholic school, and I had this one professor three throughout my freshman year to senior year, had, and, and I took a course, Evolution of Satan. It's the last Whoa. day of the course. I'm she would never give her. I want, I want to take that. It was so good, and that was her whole dissertation. Her doctorate was on Satan. Oh. And so we're that. going. It's her. Last, she's the coolest teacher. I had beers at her house once. Like she's really <laughs> chill, right? And so I'm going to get pizza the last day. She's buying it for the class, and so because mostly seniors and juniors. And so I'm like, so. The whole point of this class is we're talking about is Satan good or bad? Because Satan in the Bible is, you know, supposed to be tempting humans to, on God's behalf to see who's worthy of the kingdom right. of God. And so I'm like, do you think Satan's good or bad? And she, you know, mind you, first semester freshman year, second semester senior year, I've had this teacher and this professor was in my life very actively throughout all of college. Mm -hmm. All three of my religious courses were taught by her. She goes, that's not the right question. I said, do you believe, do you believe there's a Satan? She goes, that's not the right question. Hmm. I said, do you believe in God? She goes, no, that's the right question. Wow. So you have someone for four years teaching you about God, and then at the very end go, I don't know if he's real. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. I was like, maybe that that's note. why I'm on a break. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn, this is such a good discussion. I love so, talking about this. So going back, just to circle back, if I may. Yeah. So the book ends with... Um, <laughs> <laughs> to the actual... I just felt like I didn't answer the question. The so the book ends... So they they took the they this there was this um, the leak the political scandal was that that senator that went to be the VP for that um, the Republican um, was actually a sleeper agent and was looking because there's history between him and that person that he the actually the Republican nominee was a sexual predator from Whoa. when he was an intern and so he wanted to get him back somehow and so he found the files that he was actually the Republican campaign was actually behind the leaking of the Alex like there were PIs following them and stuff not surprised and that's mm -hmm. what outed them. And so, and I think there's evil on both sides with politics. Um, and so, you know, that just seemed very Richard Nixon-esque, this whole storyline with re relating it back. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, so um, they grab the narrative. You, you know, you like Raphael Luna at the, at the end because, you know, he was really on their side the whole time. Um, Alex does a, brief, a briefing in the press briefing room. And then, uh, you know, the queen comes around, kind of. I loved his, Henry's mom stepping up and being like, fuck this. I like, whatever. I know what love is and I want my son to experience mm -hmm. it so I'm going to fight my mom and it's mm -hmm. like I'm sitting there like can you imagine like talking back to the Queen of England even if it's your mom <laughs> right and so you know so um probably yeah, sound so like she, that's my son yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> a little bit more proper I actually thought the, uh, uh, the, um, the orator, orator was, was really good with voices yeah. throughout this everybody had distinct yeah. voices he was really good um and so the scene that really you ask the ending and the scene that sticks out to me is the a victory uh, on stage the, the night that they announced that the president was reelected. Wow. And, and they Henry turned, and Alex, They turned Texas blue. And they turned Texas blue. Damn, I just got the chills again. Yeah. yeah. Which was like, which like towards, towards the end after, like the main romance was like a big plot point to you towards the end, but I felt like the main focus was turning Texas blue. The last yeah. chapter. The last, yes. yeah. The, whole, yes. the, the wow. whole end of the book was just turning Texas blue and that whole like, 
change of how amazing that could this whole process that Tex- Texas, Texas was very close to this year to be that's what I was gonna ask yeah. I was like, it was wow, 2020 in the book like, too so it was actually kind of creepy wow. very close yeah. really yes. yeah it was, yeah. it was it was I just don't remember I, mean, I blacked it was out the closest night, I think. it's ever been but anyway that's it it was a good book this Which, is like, I think everyone should read it. This is awesome. Um, I don't know if anybody has any recommendations on any... I think we should read Boyfriend uh, Material's next one. A Boyfriend oh. Material, yes. If you want more of like a grungy, UK-based only kind of red, white, royal, blue, Boyfriend Material it is. It's for fake dating. Um, our main guy, he works for a non-profit. He's sort of like um, a mess as a gay man <laughs> and so his, you, his boss is like look either you fix your image or we're firing you yeah and so he goes and sort of starts dating uh, a guy that he knows is sort of like a henry sort of like the same thing he's very proper very prim and he's also a gay man and it's like he's looking for a fake boyfriend to bring to events or something like that mm-hmm. so they both it's like oh let's fake maybe date. i should do that yeah. My life's only messed with I've my love life. The rest of it's all right. <laughs> the rest of it's fine. So then it turns to fake dating, and then and they. All right, well, don't give anything away. Um, I mean, it's just it's just it's what's, a that, what's the other? Well, the Felix one. Felix Ever After is a YA. It's yes. um a trans boy in high school. Um, his dead name gets thrown everywhere, and mm. it's sort of like you know traumatizing. But then he puts it upon himself to find who did it and get kind of revenge. But it's sort of a coming of age story in his as well. Got it, Erica. Any? I have. I mean, Boyfriend Material is, the, is on my TBR list right now. So yeah. that's my main one. Um, I can't think of another one, though. I'm bad. There's with so many. I don't read. So here I, I am read. on my book podcast. Um, Jay, have you read any other? No, you don't He's read. He's also a non-reader. <laughs> I can, also I can a recommend a book about the Supreme Court. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> it's called The Nine. I'm going to go By controversial <laughs> figure, Jeffrey Tubin. I can't don't believe know who you is. love politics. You don't know so who Jeffrey Tubin is? I'm very bad with names. Oh, he, in October, he was a major CNN commentator, but also worked for the New York something or another newspaper. New and York Times. they had a break. No, not the Times, but something else. And they had a. New York Post? They had a. Yeah, Stop. Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but uh, he was caught masturbating um, on a break on Zoom call. Oh, so that I, guy! Yeah, okay. Yeah. But there, he, he's doing. He's coming back. He CNN wasn't like doing it in front recently. of a bunch of women who didn't want him to. Yeah, no, no, no. It was an accident. It was, it was so a Zoom call accident. Thing. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, on a Zoom call. No. But oh, uh, that's kind of the. That's yeah. kind of the Did you miss that? Yeah, but I. I think that people make mistakes, and I think that that could happen. Jay, you masturbate at the wrong time, and it's just a yeah. mistake. You just, I'm you can sorry. Just stop. Like you can just take a break. There's a camera on you. I get it, but I mean, I think we've all had moments where we're like, "Crap, I'm not on mute." I thought I was. That was just a really extreme example. I've definitely farted on <sighs> a Zoom God, calls and then like, I want to clip that off. And, oh my God. I don't think that my. <laughs> I want to clip that off and only do. I definitely farted and just put that everywhere. I wonder if people heard it though. You know what I mean? Like, they did. Sometimes they do, or you don't know. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, Jay, thanks for coming. Thanks, I, Jay. I hope I, I think... did all right for your first in-studio guest. You I did amazing. This was a huge I honor. I think we had great conversation today. I'm like debating if I want to make this like a season one finale and on Pride Month. We're on season two, honey. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the season two kickoff. Should this be the season no, two? No, we are in season two. Now? I think so, for the end of June. For the end of June. Pride, right? We yeah. end on Pride well, Month. We end in... Yeah, this is a good... Yeah. Although Erica's been telling everyone on the stories that this is the next episode. I've been saying it's going to be one of the next couple episodes. We're we really have to I do think it should come out in June. June. It has no to pun be. intended, oh, yeah, but yeah, it yeah, should yeah. come out in June. I think, I think yeah. we're almost at the end of June anyway, so might as well. All right, season two finale. It's not. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Good luck with editing if that's yeah, not what happens. Good luck with editing. <laughs>
Thank you, everyone, for joining us. If this isn't the season two finale, I'm a piece of shit. Um, and follow make us sure, on Instagram. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. That's books underscore n underscore betches b e t c h e s. Uh, and follow us on YouTube. Books and betches. We're now on um, TikTok. Books and betches. I, just I guess she made it. Yeah, I changed <laughs> we my personal. Discuss that. Um, <laughs> we did in the group chat. Because up on TikTok, I guess. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye.